Listen in Fridays to the new feature Times Like This on Aro City Radio in partnership with Luxembourg Times. Good morning, Dawa. How are you? Good morning, Sam. How are you? Yes, very well, thanks. Uh, so let's uh, let's start with the the big news story, and that is the uh, vaccination rollout and the campaign. Yes. Uh, lots of talk about how that's going to be ramped up in the coming week. Uh, well, uh, let's uh, let's see. I mean, the news this week was uh, that um, of the people that were invited to uh, to get the vaccination, only one in three showed up to their appointment so far. Right, and these are frontline workers, right? Yes, that's what surprised me most about it. These sure. are people who know that they should get it, who should know that they should get it, and and they're not. So, whatever the explanation is, there the minister said, well, it's not the, these 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 appointments haven't lapsed yet, so they can still go until Sunday, and so maybe this sun, the numbers by Sunday will look a little bit better. But if it's thirty percent on uh, on Wednesday, I don't think it's going to be sixty percent on Sunday. But but who knows? We'll see. But uh, it w- it was definitely not a not a good sign. And is there any indication as to why that's happening? Not at all. No, it was just one. It was just a dry statistics. Today, uh, Leonard, uh, Health Minister Paulette Leonard, will be holding a press conference later in the in the, in the afternoon together with Prime Minister Xavier Bettel, and uh, we will definitely ask her uh, what her explanation is and what she's thinking about, uh, you know, how, uh, how to improve it. Uh, and what about then the, the the rollout of it, you know, in a, in a wider sense? Um, well, the numbers haven't changed. So the idea is that some 40,000 people will have uh, uh, received the vaccine by the end of March. Okay. So it's kind of 7 or 8% of the population, which uh, at least would be a huge improvement over where we are now. Luxembourg is one of the countries with the lowest vaccination rates so far in Europe. Uh, we've uh, uh, we've less than fewer than one one people per hundred has received the uh, the vaccination 085 to be precise and that's one of the lowest rates in Europe. Countries like uh, like uh, Belgium, France, Germany are generally above one person. We're just slightly below it. The Netherlands is still doing poorer. They're only at uh, one person in every 200 that's received wow. the vaccination. So. Uh, yeah, and this comes at the same time that uh, there was an EU summit this week. Yesterday, it finished yesterday, so that's a meeting of the of the EU leaders. So Macron is there, and Angela Merkel is there, and they discussed the uh, whole situation about the vaccination. Uh, I think the general tone was that it's not going terribly well at the moment. The disease is still spreading, also because of, the new, of these new highly infectious uh, strains. Um, Still, you would expect if, uh, if the top-level people meet uh, or virtually meet uh, that something would come out of it, but I think surprisingly little came out of it. Uh, uh, the Commission is pushing for a vaccination passport across Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, countries can't agree on that. Uh, we, For instance, terribly important for a, a country like Greece so that tourism can start, sure. uh, uh, can resume again. Uh, because people would show their vaccination passport and they would be let into the country. But uh, but the EU hasn't agreed on that. So I think the only thing that was agreed on is that uh, there will be a new color added to the color uh, color code map uh, from dark. There will be now also be dark red. Oh, great. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure that's a good sign. But uh, we will hear more uh, from Leonard and Bettel, I am sure, uh, this afternoon. And personally, I'm getting a lot of questions from friends uh, that uh, that tell me I should write more about the vaccination and why it's going so slowly. So we'll definitely ask him that. Right. And is there any indication as to what will be discussed or what will be announced at the... Well, the lockdown is coming up for, uh, for expiration, I think, in a week's time. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, numbers in uh, Luxembourg haven't uh, looked uh, too poorly, uh, to be honest. Uh, the, uh, the daily uh, number of new infections is now kind of below 150. And remember, 150 was the level that some of the academics were saying you need to be below that before you can start thinking about easing the lockdown. So that seems to be happening. There's fewer people in hospital. Um, so... I mean, the track record in Luxembourg has been that they follow those numbers quite closely. And as soon as there's any sign for optimism, uh, there's often been talk of, uh, of, of easing the rules. But I would find that uh, I would find that questionable, given that, that France is tightening the rules at the moment. Germany has warned it will that it has left no doubt it will close the borders if it doesn't like what its neighboring countries do. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, if, if Luxembourg does that, it would uh, lead to some, uh, some debate. And uh, just finally, uh, on the, the vaccine rollout, there's still questions, and I'm sure you'll you know, ask these later on, still questions about when the centres for vaccinations are going to open. Well, there simply isn't enough of the vaccine to, uh, to, to warrant that, more, yeah. because it's not needed. Uh, there are, so far, 5,000 people have been uh, Injected, uh, and there's just simply not more of the vaccine available. We know the numbers. We know when the deliveries are going to come in. Uh, so I think that 4,000 number by the end of March, 40,000 number by the end of March, still stands, um, and uh, it, it, it will it will accelerate. So I think you'll see them opening up for the moment. Uh, it's only in Limpersberg and. Uh, I saw some comments on Facebook uh, from people who lived across the street and said it's, it's pretty quiet. <laughs> uh, let's move on and talk about uh, Monica Semedo, who's the Luxembourg MEP who's suspended following complaints of psychological harassment. I saw that headline, but what's the story? Uh, well, well, we, uh, apparently the rumours that this was going to happen or needed to happen had been swirling uh, in Brussels for quite some time. Uh, apparently when she came in, uh, well, I didn't know this, but she is a celebrity in, uh, in Luxembourg. Mm -hmm. She was a child television star and then an, uh, a presenter for, uh, for RTL. Uh, she's of uh, Xavier Bettel's uh, uh, Democratic Party, uh, sent to uh, Brussels af as, a, as, a, as a member of the European Parliament a year ago after the elections, and uh, apparently she didn't get along with her assistants uh, uh, very well, or that, that, was, that, that was the story, uh, forcing them to work very long hours or be, be available at all hours of the, the day, including in the middle of the night. And uh, those people quickly left, filed uh, basically bullying charges. I don't think we say psychological harassment in English. Mm -hmm. It's a very French expression, but uh, bullying basically. And uh, it's quite extraordinary for the, for the uh, president of parliament to suspend somebody for 15 days. And mm -hmm. uh, that's not happened often before. Uh, and, and the cases that it has happened, they were quite extreme. They were about people bringing the Hitler salute in, uh, in, in Parliament and so on. Uh, maybe it's also, that's also because of the whole Me Too harassment thing, uh, that, that the awareness for that now is higher. Uh, it is quite a rare sanction, although I have to say, it's, to be honest, it's largely symbolical because uh, she can't, take part in the in the proceedings but uh, everything's done virtually anyway she can still vote uh, and I think they're cutting her daily allowance a little bit but uh, that's it and also domestically it's not had any consequences because um, uh, Betel's party uh, 
uh, immediately uh, made clear that they were going to continue to back her. And um, so I think she may uh, survive this also. Her current, her current staff, those problems apparently don't exist, uh, don't exist any longer. Okay. But uh, yeah, you, you, you love to have been a fly on the wall, obviously. Sure, absolutely. Uh, now the next story, uh, I mean, we've all been there, you know, it's late at night, you're, you're deciding how you're going to get home and you're weighing up the options of either taking out a second mortgage and getting a taxi or going on public transport. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I, that was actually the first thing that happened to me in the country when I had to pay the taxi driver, having, uh-huh. having come in from the airport and it's like, I was 60, I, I, we just come from America where the taxi drive is $15 and mm-hmm. the guy who said 60 euros <laughs> surely not uh, yeah so taxi prices as we all know very high in Luxembourg and new arrivals always wonder why can't I get an Uber uh, why can't they get an Uber and is anything going to be done about those taxi prices you can't get an Uber because Uber uh, Uber is a company that does not employ its, uh, its drivers mm-hmm. and uh, although the fact uh, although Luxembourg has now changed the taxi law or is, or is about to change the taxi law because the country itself also does think that taxi fares are too high uh, the law is not going to change uh, to such a degree that it would allow uh, Uber to operate in the country or I mean, Uber could come to the country but it would still need to hire the drivers uh, or employ the drivers and it will not do that uh, we uh, we couldn't speak to Uber they, they didn't comment to us but uh, to me this is I think the most uh, important question that pe- people have on taxi fares uh, will taxi uh, prices come down as a result of this law? We don't know. The changes, as far as I could see, were fairly minimal. Um, taxi companies will now be allowed to work throughout the country. I didn't know that wasn't the case, but apparently they're, they're divided up in regions and okay. you can only be in your region. Uh, and there were some other smaller changes that may or may not uh, put some pressure on prices. Um, yeah, I think another one is that, that taxi companies can now hire as many drivers as they like, and that was also there was a, a ban on that as well. So, I think there'll be a little bit more competition, and you might see prices come down a little bit, but uh, no Uber. All right, okay, for now, for now anyway. Um, and then, actually, you, you got an interview this week with the parting head of the European Space Agency. Yes, that's always a little bit a complicated thing, right? Because people don't know very little about space. I know very little about space. Uh, so the European Space Agency, that's, that's the body through which the European countries work together in, uh, in space. And um, Luxembourg has obviously been pushing very hard to be seen as a, as a country where, this, where space companies can come, space companies that build rockets and stuff like that and or robots for in space or other technology for space and there's a lot of companies here in the country doing that a lot of american companies as well uh so the uh the u.s were always the u.s embassy was always very very much on about this and promoting that uh, that sector uh, and i always wondered is that sort of a little bit of a of an, a u.s push or is it a bit of a, a u.s pr push maybe mm-hmm. um And that was also the, the thing that we wanted to know from ESA. What, what did you make as America? Turns out he actually liked it very much. He likes the idea that you have more commercial companies helping out to explore space because uh, it means the government, is, that, that was very much Trump's, uh, Trump's effort. He wanted, as you know, put, put the man back on the moon and then go to Mars. And uh, I, I don't know, NASA produced all these Netflix series. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. them, but you can actually see that. It's quite a bit of uh, PR going on around that. Um, But this man also said that uh, he, he, he welcomes 
commercial contribution to space. Uh, there were these uh, these uh, treaties that were signed with America. That Luxembourg was one of the first countries to sign a treaty with uh, with the U.S. to go to the moon and uh, and support that program. Many other countries have been more reluctant. France and Germany haven't signed it yet, and and, Re- and Russia will never sign it because even though you know. American astronauts have been put into space and Russian rockets, mm-hmm. uh, and and cooperation in space is, is the standard. It's normal. Um, I think they saw this program as too American focused and too much of an American push. So um, this the uh, the ESA is now saying that uh, yes, it was very American, but I think certainly now that uh, Donald Trump has left under Joe Biden, you might see more countries uh, joining that. Uh, that uh, that space effort and uh, that would mean that uh, Luxembourg was one of the first to sign it and uh, would not stand alone so that would be uh, I think would be a confirmation that uh, that they got it right in that uh, in that policy so do we think that there'll be more investment in space companies in Luxembourg now I, I would think that can only be good for the for the space sector it, it 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 to me it shows that they were betting on the right horse Cool. Um, now, much closer to uh, to Earth, uh, a final story <laughs> which has been sort of rearing its head a little bit in the last couple of weeks. So this is about uh, water quality, uh, something you often see coming up online. And uh, there were questions about the war- water quality in the Moselle region a couple of weeks ago and then uh, in the city in certain streets uh, this week. Um, now, they've since, the city that is, have since said that there's no clear with that, but it seemed a little unclear uh, as to what was going on and why. Yeah, I think we were pointed out to the story because one of uh, our journalists lives in a building and her landlord has sent her an email Mm -hmm. that, uh, please be aware that the city has advised us that you can't drink the water. Um, I... um, uh, I, I I can't I don't know much about it. I mean, we we saw this. Uh, it was apparently a, a leak of some pollution. Manganese leaked into the water. Um, uh, it, it took them three days to fix it. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the water wasn't. There was still no all, all clear. I think the all clear only came on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I was questioning how how well this was communicated to people. I mean, we had another another colleague of mine lived in one of the areas that's affected, and he only found out when he came in the next morning uh, in the office, and he, and he read our story. So I didn't know that. <laughs> um, which uh, to me raises the question: What what tools does the government have to to make sure that every citizen uh, 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 in that in those areas knows it? And uh, another thing, of course, is that uh, I asked uh, um, Kate, who was writing the story, I asked her to uh, to look for some other examples of water pollution in uh, in Luxembourg, mm-hmm. and it is very easy to find them. There have been a lot of them, a lot of river, a lot of cases of river pollution, and as you say, in Moselle, I hadn't heard that one on the mm-hmm. Moselle, but uh, so. Uh, yeah, it's interesting to see uh, a uh, you know, why is this happen so f- happening so frequently, and and b what did the and, city and do not... do to tell people about it? Um, right. So, if you want to keep up to date with uh, all of the uh, all of the stories, check out uh, well Luxembourg Times. You get all your info there. Every, uh, any stories this week that you're working on? Anything in the pipeline that uh, we should be keeping our eyes peeled for? 
Um, that's always a very uh, uh, tricky question, but we're going to be looking at um, sustainable investments next week. Okay. Um, and whether some new rules to make them financially more attractive uh, will have the desired effect on the market. That's a story that's going to go out next week. Um, we will be um, looking at uh, the satellite company SES, uh, which has some specialized businesses in in helping in in helping uh, people in remote areas receive uh, a signal mm-hmm. connect- connectivity, and uh, and obviously we'll be looking at, um, at at the vaccine this afternoon. Also, what I can say is we're producing a magazine three times a year, and that's keeping us very busy. But it's it's a print magazine. It's only coming out at the end of February. So while we're very busy with that, people can't read those stories yet. <laughs> okay, so that's going to talk be about that later. At the end of February, that's coming? end of February. Yeah, but it's going very to good. print soon. So nice, we're very busy with that. Okay, yeah. good. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll chat about that uh, next week or Lovely. as we get closer to the time. Uh, Dawei, thank you so much for joining us. Lovely to we'll be see here. See you again next time. Lovely. Bye.